Hello, everyone. My name is Kate, and you are listening to Artwise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Artwise. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than normal. I don't have a guest with me like I normally do, but I have a very important topic that I felt was necessary to talk about before continuing with our regularly scheduled content. Basically, what prompted me to make this episode was I as many of you know, have started a Discord server for the podcast. This Discord server is basically just a place for fans of the podcast, for fellow artists, for guests who have been on the podcast, for me, for all of us to just get together and network and talk to each other and ask each other for advice and ask questions and network with each other and learn how each of us became successful and help each other and give each other critiques and play games together like art related games and I made it to basically build a community around this podcast that I have built for a number you know a number of years now I've been doing this and I just wanted to have a place where artists that don't feel supported can feel like they're in a part of a community of like-minded people who are all doing the same thing that they're trying to be doing, especially the younger artists who are gearing up to go to either art school or gearing up to graduate high school and basically start their journey as an artist. I continue to hear these horror stories of people and children, their parents not supporting them in their endeavors to become an artist. I've heard it time and time again, even people who are very successful artists on this podcast will tell me their horror stories of their parents not supporting them on their journey to become an artist. And those are successful artists who have built their entire career and their entire income out of doing this. And even them, some of them are like, yeah, no, my parents did not want me to take this path. And I've talked so much about, again, like so many different careers in the arts industry on this podcast. I mean, that's what the podcast is for. That's what I made it for. And about the best ways not only to find success, but happiness and just talking about ways to continue to do what you love and be able to pay, you know, your bills with it and to be able to like live, you know, the life that you want to live. And the fact of the matter is life is just too short not to do what you love. And I genuinely feel horrible for anyone who feels like just because they want to follow a passion that they aren't going to be supported, whether it be financially by family or, or even by society, because let's be honest, society does not support artists. It's not built around creative people. I've said it time and time again on this podcast. I mean, nine to five corporate America office jobs like even if you're a graphic designer or if you're in marketing or if you're in a creative position in those types of jobs, they're not really built for you. I myself, I, I've spoken about this at length on this podcast, but I for four years was a graphic designer at Fanatics. I made, you know, apparel and stuff for Nike. And I felt I figured that that you know, wasn't a good fit for me after, you know, I started to like kind of dread doing it every day and how I miss being able to create my own stuff, which is ultimately why I started my business. And I've, you know, I found a lot more success and happiness with starting my own business. But in that corporate nine to five 
sphere, I feel like it's not necessarily built for every type of creative person. Obviously, there are a lot of people who really enjoy having like the security of a corporate America nine to five. But for me personally, I just feel like the way that it's set up and the way that it's built is just not to support creative people. And that deters a lot of young kids and a lot of, you know, young adults from pursuing a career in art because they think, oh, well, this, you know, life and society is not made for me. And while that may be true, we need artists. We need to have artists. Artists are providing a very important job. And at the end of the day, we're all human beings, not human doings. And some people were just born to be artists, period. And I firmly believe that in my heart. And those people who were born to be artists usually know their path really early on. I'm sure if you are a parent of an artist, you probably noticed it from the time they were a toddler. They were probably creating paintings and creating art and making things for people and just being creative. And those people who were born to be artists that know their path, a lot of people fight it, especially like parents, family members, teachers, just because of the stigma surrounding being an artist and hearing all of these tales of starving artists throughout history, I'm sure does not help. But out of the nearly hundreds of people who I have interviewed and I have reviewed applications for and I have seen apply to be a guest on this podcast, out of all of them, every single one of them has landed here, landed at artists. Even the people that were told no by their parents, even the people that were said, oh, like, you can't do this. This isn't something you can do. Even people that were told those things. They all ended up here. Now, some people have a day job, but do work as an artist on the side with hopes of scaling their business to be able to do it full time at some point. Every single one of them became an artist. Other people like myself, I took the jump to being a full time artist straight out of high school. And I have since stayed that way my entire career. And hearing that so many people and children, especially kids that are in high school trying to start their career in their adult life don't feel supported by their families to become artists, it, it really hurts my soul because pursuing artwork as my career, becoming a teacher, a guide, a mentor for artists to help other artists find success is the best thing that I've ever done with my life so far. Now, I'm still young. I've only got 22 years under my belt, so I still have plenty of time to do more. But as of right now, I could die happy knowing that that is the best thing I ever did because I genuinely feel like I'm helping a lot of people. So that being said, I wanted to tell you some facts that I found. So this is directed at people who are apprehensive about becoming an artist because of the money people who feel like they aren't supported as an artist, parents who don't feel like they want to support their child becoming an artist. I'm going to tell you the cold hard truth, the facts, the statistics. So these are statistics from something called the Strategic Arts Alumni Project. So this is essentially the largest survey ever of art majors. So these are people who went to college for art. So it's not entirely inclusive of people who did not go to college 
for art for an art degree like m- myself i went i have a an associate in arts degree but it's not specific to to art it's more of a general education degree but th- this is people who went to school for art okay it's the largest survey of the largest amount of people that i could possibly find who went to college for something that was art related this consists of 13,581 people who all have graduated with some kind of fine arts or art-related degree, graphic design, fine arts, dance, music, etc. So 92% of artist alumni who wish to work are currently working, so they're a part of the workforce, and 81% of those people were employed very quickly after graduating. So for the most part, everyone who went to school for art, with the exception of 8% of people who went to school for art, found work, which is actually a better statistic than like STEM majors and, and some other, you know, other things. So it's actually easier to find work with an art degree than some other things. So I know what you're thinking, right? Oh, half of them are probably working in food service or not even doing art. So 3% out of the entire 13,581 respondents were working in food service. So only 3% of them ended up, you know, like working in food service for money. And 65% work within the arts And then 43%, which includes the 3% that were working in food service, work outside of the arts. So more than half of this 13,581 artists are actually working in the art field. So 65%. I feel like that's a really good statistic, especially because you hear like most people fail. It's actually not true. More people are actually successful with finding work in the arts than not. And the people that don't find work within the arts, two thirds of those people said that their job out of college was a very close match for the kind of work that they wanted. So 71% of art majors who are not currently professional artists all say that they continue to practice art as a side hustle. So even if they decided to go to art school and then said, you know what, maybe not full time, because I know a lot of artists myself who prefer to do art as a side business or a side hustle and don't even have the desire to take it on a full time basis because they don't want to turn their hobby, their the thing that they love into work. They don't want it to start to feel like work, which I totally understand. I've never felt that way about art, e- even doing art professionally full-time for almost five years now. That has never been an issue for me, but I know a lot of people who, when they work in the art industry, they're like, oh, I, I love this and I don't want to ruin it, so I'm going to get a job doing something else. So 71% of the that of that 43% who aren't currently working as artists still create art as a side hustle and sell their art on the side for extra money. And out of all of those people who majored in art but currently work outside of the art field, 54%, so about half, said that their arts training was definitely relevant to the job where they spend a majority of their time And 88% of everyone in this entire survey, all 13,581 of them, 
said that they believe that thinking creatively is key to being successful at work, no matter what your job is, which I would have to agree. I think especially corporate America being what most of my experience is in, having creative ideas and creative ways of doing things, I absolutely agree is essential. Even if your job isn't necessarily a creative job, if you can think of a more creative way or a better way work smarter, not harder kind of way to do things that's going to be recognized by higher ups. And, you know, if you're really passionate about corporate America or about working for a large company, you'll definitely work your way up to the top much faster if you are a creative person. At the end of the day, that's just facts. So more than six out of 10. So that's 63 percent of respondents are self-employed since graduating with 14% owning their own companies. So anyone who's listening to this podcast for the first time, I am fully self-employed. I did not go to art school. I did not go to college for art because I could not afford it, but that that didn't stop me either. I definitely think school is beneficial for certain types of people, especially people who have trouble teaching themselves and feel like they need a guide or a teacher in the flesh in person to, you know, show them what they should be doing. But I myself am a part of those that six in 10 who's self-employed. So another question on this survey was, you know, are art graduates happy with their training? Are they happy that they went to art school? So 90% of artists from this survey said that their overall experience at their institution was either good or excellent. And 76% say that they would make the same choice to study the same art degree at the same institution. If they had to do it over again, they would do the exact same thing, which is amazing to me, especially given a lot of you know, the people in this survey, about 40% didn't go into the arts industry at a full-time basis, but still 90% of them say that they would go to school for art again, which I think is really telling of, you know, the just art, art in general, like when, when you're born and you're an artist and you know that you're an artist, I think going to art school or going to school for art would be like a positive experience for, almost anyone. So 90% is nine out of 10 people are happy with their experience in pursuing an education in the arts. And I just, I think that is honestly probably the most telling statistic of them all. The other ones are good. Yes. Like for knowing, you know, okay, like what is the chances of success? If I, you know, what are my child's chances of success? What is my chance of success? If I allow myself to take this path, I definitely think that some of the statistics saying, you know, that most people did find work right away. And most of those jobs were in the art field. And most of these people are happy. I think at the end of the day, artists saying that they're happy, 90%, nine out of 10 artists who go to school for art, saying that they're happy with the decision that they made to study art and pursue art as a career. I just think that's the most telling statistics of them all. Because at the end of the day, especially if if you're a parent, because that's who this episode really is what I'm targeting it to. If you're a parent and you previously 
didn't want your child to pursue art. I mean, if nine out of 10 people who pursue art are happy, when you look at other statistics for other careers like STEM or, you know, medicine or law or, you know, other things, I mean, how, what percentage of people are happy that they did that? You know what I mean? Like, because I understand that other career paths are more financially supportive, but at the end of the day, do you want your child to be rich and miserable so that you can like, what, like, you know, just say, oh, you know, my kid's a lawyer and have them just be dreading every day that they have to go to work? Or would you rather say my kid's an artist and they're so good at it and they're so happy? And, you know, I just, it it grinds my gears. It really does. I'm going to include a link in the episode description to snaparts.org. So that's S-N-A-A-P-arts.org so that you can go and see the data on artists for yourself if you so choose. But I honestly, I think it speaks for itself in the podcast alone, but I do definitely think that you should definitely go take a look at the statistics for yourself just so you can see how many artists are so happy with the career and the path that they took because I think it's, it is really truly like telling. So one of the main arguments that I hear against artists is that some artists are not like wealthy. They don't make a ton of money. So I wanted to use myself as an example. So for reference, I myself, I'm 22 years old. And I have been doing art professionally for the last over four years now, actually. It's been almost five years. So I previously have worked in basically corporate America. I worked a few different like nine to five type jobs. And then I started my business last year in 2021. It's been less than a year. But before that, I worked for a large corporation in graphic design for over four years. And I also sold my artwork traditionally on the side. I've taught artwork on the side. And overall, I've just been kind of following my, you know, my passions. So in 2021, Last year, according to my tax return, between both of the jobs that I had and my investments in cryptocurrency and my own business, I made just over $57,000 total last year. I know others are extremely rich and comfortable as artists and other people make less than I do. And honestly, I, I would be wrong if I said I wouldn't enjoy making more money. I mean, I think everyone in the world would like to have a little bit more money. However, I would not trade my career as an artist for anything in the world. There is absolutely nothing I would rather be doing than what I'm doing right now. I have my dream job and I can afford all my bills with some money left over for the fun stuff. So like what more could I possibly want? You know what I mean? Like at the, I, I guess like what I'm saying is like at 22 years old last year, well actually technically last year I was 21. So at 21 years old in 2021, I made just over $57,000, which I think for my age alone, my profession as an artist aside, for my age alone, I feel like that's very successful. I know it is technically, what what is it called? It's like median income. It's very much in the middle. It's not, it's not at the high end or the low end. It's very much, it's a very middle class income. However, I'm totally, I'm very much happy with the amount of money that I make because I don't make art to make money. I don't help people. I don't make this podcast to make money. I make art because I know in my soul that I was put on this earth to make art. And as a result, 
I have been supported by people who believe in my journey. People like you who are listening to this podcast, who are supporting not only my own journey, but you're also giving yourself or your child or your friend or whoever you're listening to this podcast for the tools and knowledge to become a successful artist and to, I mean, to suede people to, to support you. I mean, I, I don't feel like you should ever have to, but there is a lot of stigma around being an artist. So I understand being hesitant and being like, oh man, I don't want my kid to be an artist. If all you've heard your whole life is that artists like starve and are homeless and live in a box, but it's just, it's not true. So that being said, as a whole, there really is no such thing as a typical artist. They come in all shapes and sizes and levels of income. But from the statistics that I just told you, most of them are happy, are successful, are glad that they went to art school, wouldn't trade it for the world. Nine out of 10, which is a really, really, really good statistic in my book. And in my opinion, when we hold in our minds a certain ideal of what a creative person should look or act like, we are kind of doing a disservice to the magic of creativity. And at the end of the day, I think happiness is the ultimate goal. In order to do that, we have to follow our light and do what we feel called to do, period. If you have this urge, this dream of being an artist, of being an astronaut, of being a, a fashion designer, of being president, who knows? If you have this urge and you feel called to do something and you're ignoring it, you're literally like telling your inner self, that voice in your head, like that it's wrong and that you're going to do something else and you're not going to feel good. There is absolutely no point in having loads of money if you're miserable. There is no reason for it. I know myself, if I had to choose between my career as an artist and a job that I didn't like as much for millions of dollars a year, I would undoubtedly stay an artist. You know, it's just, I don't want to be miserable every day of my life. And I also, I don't want my parents choosing my life for me because it's not their life to live. I'm going to be on this earth probably longer like okay hold on here's what I was trying to say I don't want my parents choosing a career for me because at the end of the day it's my life that I have to live and not them and I feel like and I'm not calling anyone out on this because obviously I know a very wide variety of people are going to be listening to this but I do feel like some parents try to force their kids into certain professions so that they could use them as like a bragging right. You know, I feel like I hear so many parents be like, oh, well, my child is is going into medicine. And if your child wanted to go into medicine, that's absolutely amazing and good on them. But if your kid wanted to go into art and you got them going to school for law, like, bro, they're going to be so miserable. They're like, it's it's bananas. And I, you know, I myself was and still am extremely fortunate to have very supportive parents who encourage me to this day to continue doing things that make me happy. My father is an artist. My mom, as much as she says she isn't, is also a creative. You can tell from being around them both that they're both artists. They're both 
a little weird creative people. So am I, it's not a bad thing, but I feel genuinely so lucky to have grown up with such a supportive family. I didn't have to convince anybody in my family that being an artist was the best path for me. They've known since I was a little kid that that's what I was probably going to end up doing. And I really genuinely like was very lucky in that regard. So from having an unsupportive family, I just can't speak from experience. But I did not gain that support that I got from my parents from everyone in my life. And I remember I took some seriously hard classes in high school. I did AP coursework, including AP art, but I also took dual enrollment classes to the point where upon finishing high school, I graduated with a couple of classes shy of my associate's degree, which I then I did finish after I after I graduated high school, I did go to college and finish my associate's degree because I might as well. I only had a couple of classes left. And one thing that I do remember is my college algebra professor in one of my dual enrollment courses, he was recommending that I take a calculus class afterwards. And even my chemistry professor that I had, th these were classes that I took my junior year of high school. But I remember, I remember my chemistry professor recommending that I, you know, get a career in, in chemistry. And they were saying, oh, wow, you are so, this just comes so easily to you. You are so good at this. And, you know, not to sound conceited, but I was definitely a smart kid for sure. I graduated in the top 10% of my graduating class. There was almost 2000 of us. So I feel like that was pretty impressive. And there was a lot of really smart kids in my graduating class. And honestly, I, I knew my entire life that I craved a creative career. My, I think my parents knew too. I think everyone around me could tell. I mean, it wasn't that hard to see that I was a creative person and it was very clear that I was an artist. I was constantly drawing, constantly entering my art in galleries and in art contests and in other things. And by the time that I hit my senior year of high school, I just wanted to focus on artwork. All those hard classes that I had taken my junior year just kind of seemed pointless to me. I mean, I already knew for a fact, like I knew for sure at this point in my life exactly what I wanted to do. And I thought that it was time that I started thinking about my actual future and stopped wasting so much of my precious energy on STEM courses just because I was good at them. So I stopped taking the hard classes like calculus and organic chemistry and I signed up for regular old math, a humanities course, and a documentary film studies class as my college class schedule. So I had these three college classes my senior year. And I just did this to give myself like a little bit of a breather while I focused on my artwork and tried to focus on getting myself into art school, which I did get into, by the way, I just couldn't afford to actually go. So I remember my the end of my junior year after I had turned in my, you know, my little schedule for the following year. And after I had said, okay, these are the classes that I want to take. I just remember my at the end of my junior year, my, my high school guidance counselor calling me down to the office. And when I got there, she sat me down and she just seemed so serious. She was like, why are you taking steps backwards? And she said, you know, you have all of these A's in all of these incredibly difficult math and science classes. And I just don't understand why you are switching to humanities and documentary film studies. I just can't wrap my head around that.
You know, your professors all rave about you and they all recommended that you take calculus and that you go on to take organic chemistry and that you keep going with these, you know, math and science classes. So why, why are you switching? And she seemed so concerned. And I remember, you know, I was sitting there and I was explaining to her, you know, look, you're my high school guidance counselor. I've already fulfilled all of my high school graduation requirements with the exception of like a government course that I wasn't able to take until my senior year because it had been full up until that point. And then I also, I had to take physical education, which I had put off until the very last minute because I dreaded doing it. But those were the only two other courses other than those college classes that I needed in order to graduate. And I was well within my right to take whatever college courses I chose as long as I had fulfilled those other two course requirements before graduation. So I explained to her, look, I don't want to take those hard classes like they're draining. I have to study all the time. I have to constantly work super hard in order to, you know, be in those classes and get those A's. And that's not even what I want to do. So why would I waste the time and energy when I can work smarter, not harder? And, you know, start taking these art classes that I really genuinely enjoy. She was, you know, talking about how I was literally taking steps backwards. I actually like enrolled for the math class that I was chronologically supposed to take before the college algebra class that I had just finished. But I actually tested out of that class because they have you before, you know, before you enter college, they have you take a placement test. And, you know, if you know all the information that's taught in a certain class, why would they have you take the class? So I tested out of it. And then I, you know, I went back and I said, actually, I'm going to take that class since all I need is a math credit for my associate arts degree, my college degree. And so I thought, you know, I'll take that math class. And I, I basically just told her, look, I I don't want to pursue a career in STEM. I don't want to pursue a career in math. I don't want to pursue a career in science just because I'm good at something doesn't mean I enjoy doing it. I know I have A's in these classes. I know that. And I've taken all of those courses and I really have given it a fair shot, but I don't enjoy it and I don't want to hate my life. So I'm going to stop with the STEM classes. I'm going to stop with the chemistry classes. I'm going to stop with the math classes. And I remember she looked so confused and distraught and she asked me what my plan was. And I told her, I said, I just want to go into a creative career as an artist. And this woman laughed in my face. She was, she laughed. I think she thought I was joking. I don't really know what she thought, but she laughed when I said that. And I kind of like interrupted her, her little laugh, like her, huh, what? Like I kind of interrupted her. I basically explained to her that The art school that I wanted to go to that I was applying to, my dream school, didn't require or even accept credits for calculus or organic chemistry and the courses that she wanted me to take. So I opted to plan for my actual future and take a more creative route and take classes like humanities and documentary film studies and AP art and AP drawing and the classes that I ended up taking my senior year. And at that point, I think she realized, you know, after I was explaining it to her and being like, no, like this, this fake future that you want for me is not what I want. So why would I waste my time and energy on these classes when I could actually look at my future, which is what school is supposed to do. It's supposed to prepare you for your future. So once I think she realized that I was actually being serious to this day, six years later from my junior year of high school, I I will never forget what she said to me. This woman, 
whose job was to make sure that I graduated and to support me in my decisions. She did like a heavy sigh. She sighed. She was like, (sighs) and she said, what a waste. And then she asked me to get up and, and go back to class. And I remember 17 year old me, I literally remember thinking, what, what a waste. Is this woman actually serious right now? What a waste of what? She had never seen my artwork before. I know she hadn't. She hadn't gone to any of the school's art shows or anything like that. I had never seen her there. She didn't know about all of the galleries I had already been in at 17 or the cover of a magazine that my artwork had already been published on with a biography about me. She didn't know about the countless hours that I spent teaching myself Photoshop and Illustrator so that I could master digital art. And she didn't feel the way that my soul felt when I was creating and when I was making art. And she didn't know what a waste it would be for the world to never see my creations at all because she, a high school guidance counselor, wanted me to choose a STEM major because in her eyes, that was the only way the best way that I could contribute to society. And as I was leaving that room, I was angry. I was frustrated. I was so mad at this woman who didn't know what I had been through with art already, who didn't know that people were already putting me on covers of magazines and writing biographies about me because I am the kind of artist that deserves to be recognized. She didn't know any of that. And I wanted to cry when I was leaving, but I I didn't. I didn't cry in front of her. I knew in my heart that all of the success that I had through my artwork was not an accident. It was no coincidence and that I was born to do this. Whether she knew it, whether she realized it or not, whether she wanted to accept it or not. And honestly, I, I hated that someone who was supposed to be an advocate for my future wasn't supportive of my path. I mean, out of everyone in the world, a guidance counselor, a high school guidance counselor that is supposed to support the choices that you make and make sure that you're on track to graduate. That's what a guidance counselor is supposed to do. They're supposed to offer guidance. And I don't know. I think that maybe her being unsupportive of my choices in her mind, her way, it might have been her way of protecting me. Even though her reaction to the choice that I was making really hurt me at the time and made me feel so confused and so distraught and like made me really concerned because in my mind, high school guidance counselors were supposed to be, you know, informed of career statistics. And she could have known that, you know, going into an art related career wasn't a death sentence. It did concern me. I didn't know why she was acting like that towards me. I didn't know if it was purely because of how good my grades were in math and science courses. I I had no clue. And I didn't know why she was she was acting like that. But at the end of the day, so many people think of an art career as a death sentence when in reality, it is the destined path of so many people. I just wanted to tell that story because, you know, like I said, I, I was really fortunate to have very supportive parents in, you know, my career as an artist. Even when I started my business, I still get crap from people, people telling me, you know, how low the chances are going to be of me actually being successful, at, you know, being a self-employed artist. But I just, in in my mind, the path that I'm meant to take and like this journey that I've been on with helping people, even through this podcast, which I spend 
countless hours working on this podcast and I don't make any money from it. I genuinely do it just to help people and to support artists and to, you know, share information and, you know, help people break into a career that isn't always the easiest to break into. I mean, artists are not always supported all the time. That that was the reason for me doing this. But I just want to reiterate that I would not trade what I am doing right now for something that makes more money because this is what makes me happy. This is what I'm passionate about and this is what I'm meant to do. And chances are, especially if you're a parent or if you are a family member of a kid who wants to go into the arts and feels like they aren't supported, it probably took them a lot to send you this because they know how you feel about it already. And they know, oh, like there's such a slim chance of, of changing their mind, but maybe just maybe if I send them this podcast and they, you know, give it a good listen and they do listen to the whole thing and they give it a shot, then maybe I'll have a chance at, you know, going to college for what I want to go to college for or having a happy life and doing what I love instead of being miserable at, you know, some corporate job that I hate. So I I thought it was important to talk about, especially after talking to so many young artists in the ArtWise Discord server who are all going through the same thing. If even just one person shows this, plays this for their parents, forces their their parental guardian to, to listen to this podcast episode, and it changes their mind about pursuing a career in art, it will have done my job. And honestly, if you play this for your parents and they decide that they don't want to support you and that they don't want you to go into an art-related career, I just want you to know you have the power to decide for yourself whether your parents want you to or not. If you're a minor right now, maybe not right now. But when you're 18, when you're an adult person, you have the power to enroll yourself in college. If you want to go to college, if you want to go to art school, you have the power to do that. You have the power to, you know, get a job and pay for it. Because if you really want that bad, trust me, you're going to have to get a job. I had worked three jobs at one point to support myself as an artist. But if it's genuinely what you want and your parents don't want to support you, whether it be financially or they don't want to offer your support, you do have the power. I want you to know this from the bottom of my heart. You do have the power to make that decision for yourself to pay for your own college. Or even if you don't want to go to college, you have the power to apply for jobs as an artist without the degree. You have the power to practice art and build your portfolio and apply for jobs in art, or to start your own business. You have the power to do all of that on your own. Once, once, you know, once you're done with high school and once you're graduated and once you're an adult, that is really only a decision that you can make. And I know for a lot of you, it might not be easy, especially if you have a parent who's really adamant about you know, you going into like a family business or becoming a lawyer or a doctor or something crazy. And they're saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going to pay for your college if you do this. You have the power to say no to them. At the end of the day, you have to make the decisions that are right for you. And when you're an adult, whether your parents want to admit it or not, they don't have control over you. 
that about wraps up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Artwise. It was really special. I think it's important for a lot of you guys to, you know, consider these statistics when doing things. I think it's important to also make sure that you have some kind of support system. If it's not your parents, then your friends or whoever that you have in your life that supports your journey as an artist. I, I just think it's important and yeah, please let me know if this helped out in your situation at all. I would love to hear if, you know, this maybe changed your parents' mind about, you know, supporting you through your journey to becoming a career artist. And yeah, that being said, again, thank you guys so much for listening. The Discord server is a super awesome place for artists who are just starting out to grow and learn from each other. It's very fun. I am on there all the time. So if you have any questions for me personally, literally always online, ask me anything that you want, anything at all. We also have free critique. So if you're having trouble with, you know, some artwork or anything like that, you can ask for critique or ask for help. Or even if you're having trouble like pricing your artwork or literally anything pertaining to, you know, the art industry, just hop on the server. There'll be a join link in the episode description. We also have an Instagram account at Artwise Podcast. And the link in our bio has links to all of our platforms, everything. You can also buy merch through the link in our bio on Instagram. So yeah, I hope this helps. If you have a friend who you know is also struggling with getting, you know, that support from their family or their parental guardian in their journey to becoming an artist, please send them this episode because I really think it, you know, it will help them out. Yeah. Thank you again so much for listening, guys. And I will see all of you back next Tuesday with another guest episode. Bye, everyone.